Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You're listening to episode 21, The Red Pill, Rabbit Holes, Hollywood, and Waking Up from the Dream. Yeah, there's a lot going on in our world right now that is starting to crumble. All of the facades are coming down. And so we thought it'd be a really good topic to talk about what happens when you start to wake up from the dream. What happens when you stop taking the blue pill and you start taking a red pill? And how deep does that rabbit hole really go? We're going to get into some current issues that are happening right now, particularly in Hollywood. But we're also going to talk about some of our own red pill moments and how we started questioning authority. And at some point throughout this episode, I referenced the blue pill when I meant the red pill. So just letting you know and keep that in mind. But let's just jump right into the episode and see what happens when you wake up from the dream. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for episode 21. I am here with my beautiful co-host, Lisa and Michael, and today we're going to be discussing the topic of waking up from the dream. We just finished an episode with Maureen where we talked about what it is to wake up in 5D. So we're going to go and do a little backtracking and talk about what it happens when we wake up from the dream. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Michael, are you there? Yep, I'm here. How how's Michael today? Oh, fantastic, of course. <laughs> so, Lisa, what was it for you or when you hear about waking up from the dream, where does your where do your thoughts go? Um, well, immediately my thoughts go to um the Course in Miracles, really, where I first learned of that idea that that we were in a dream, that this is all just a dream and it's everything's an illusion and we're creating every aspect of the dream that we're in. So that's pretty much where it goes first. And then, you know, as I've learned different things, the next thing I, I think of that we I know we've talked about before is the matrix and just that whole idea of I mean not necessarily that it's a dream but that you know it's a kind of a a facade in in a sort of way you're being kept down and you're being kept to thinking that you're in reality when in reality you're really not if that makes sense well, it makes sense to me now, but I know that there is a time where I would be thinking, what do you mean this is a dream? I mean, I see this bed and I see this chair and I see that tree outside, you know, it's real. I can touch it. How is this a dream? When I cut myself, I bleed. Yeah. I mean, waking up from the dream without changing your pants is always a good day. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. <laughs> But waking up from the dream that we all live on a daily basis, that's where I have hardships, if you will, uh, because, <clears throat> excuse me, as I clear my throat and pretend that I'm saying something serious now. You're buying time. Yes, we know. Go on. <laughs> I feel like 
and it might be just because I'm paying attention to certain avenues of press, perhaps, and I got to be very careful with the press that I choose to listen and look at. But I feel like most of us are just going through being distracted by, hence the arch enemy that we've talked about in the past, mainstream media on deciding what is a serious matter at the moment. And I always thought like, okay, if, well, no, I didn't always think that. I always thought that in, let's say the last three months, that if uh, mainstream media wants you to look at this, it's like, look at my left hand. And now I'm thinking, what is the right hand doing? And so to me, I feel like waking up from the dream in is a way of saying, look what's really happening to our world right now. And unfortunately, I think a big percentage, I'm not going to claim any statistic, but I think a big percentage of our population has no freaking clue on really what's going on in our world. Is that a good enough introduction, Nicole? <laughs> I don't judge. <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned the topic by saying that you feel like the media is keeping us distracted. Purposely distracted, yes. Yeah, so what is it that you think they're distracting us keeping us distracted from from what are they keeping us distracted well i mean if you're if we're talking about how george hw bush in a wheelchair accidentally grabbed a girl's butt or maybe did grab a girl's butt he's 93 i don't judge um i feel like is this a real big topic that we need to be discussing i mean it's amazing how fast nuclear war with north korea has been swept under the carpet in the last three four weeks we don't talk about that anymore. And this is, and not that I want to talk about that, but like it's something that as a world, it, not just America, not just North Korea for God's sakes, but as a world is a huge topic. But how quickly our attention changes so fast. And, and it's just, I find it mind blowing. I don't know if it has anything to do with spirituality. I'm sure you guys can find a way to link that up, but I'm just finding a way to just sit there going, how is this possible that we go from nuclear war talks to did the president from 1992 to 96 grab some girl's butt as the main topic of conversation? I mean, I feel like it is a spiritual topic. Yeah, Um, I agree. then you guys bring in the spirituality, and I will either go with it or be silent. No, it absolutely is, because they're keep... I mean, do you not see how they want you to just be a puppet? I mean, they just they take the carrot, and they stick it in front of your nose, and then just watch you run around and follow it to wherever they want to lead you, and whatever they want to put your focus on, and keep you distracted from the things that are important, like connecting with yourself and your inner knowing and your intuition and shutting the stupid TV off. That's why I don't watch it at all because it's so distracting. Yeah. It's actually a really good analogy, Lisa, the whole like carrot on a string and they just like keep moving it. So you have to keep following it and and you don't even know where you're going because now you're in tunnel vision and all you see is the damn carrot and you are completely oblivious to everything else that's going on around you. Hence what Michael just was talking about. Um, and, and it's ultimately, I mean, yes, there are reasons why they, um, they, when I say they, I'm meaning the mainstream media are dangling that carrot to 
to follow certain narratives that they want you to follow. But also in general, um, when you're busy following that, you're never going within. You're never asking questions. You're never taking the time to connect because you're too caught up in all the drama. And that's really what news is these days. It's just drama. When you say waking up from the dream, I mean, I kind of look at it like overall in a bunch of ways in life, you know, how you kind of start off as a kid and you wake up from the idea of Santa Claus. You wake up from the idea of the Easter Bunny, those little wake ups as we go on through life. But I think sometimes we just stop waking up from dreams that are in our present. And, you know, I start to think, okay, we're probably getting... I mean, I guess the topic of the show is we are probably getting manipulated, perhaps, to not think about certain things in life, if that's fair to say. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not sure, you know, we have many levels of, of manipulation. I mean, the easiest one to, to talk about would be our government or other people's governments and then behind those scenes and even like in the, in the Hollywood uh, drama that's going on now they have their own ways of oh now people are sudden waking up to what Hollywood is really like and so I feel like humans or at least right now we all have many different ways of waking up which is why I was just thinking about it earlier this week the common I don't know if it's common phrase in your guys language but I hear it a lot out there oh like he's so woke or she's so woke which is like slang for he's he he or she is knows what's going on truly even though most people don't like enlightened sort of yeah yeah you're i mean that's kind of like a the slang for oh you're woke <laughs> yeah like, like, Jim, like, like I, I heard that about jim carrey last week like jim carrey's woke now <laughs> <laughs> so what awoke meaning that you've you know and i'll i'm just going to use the matrix as an example so you've you've awoken to the fact that there is this this control that there is this suppression of people, this dummying down and this fear-based control that's going on. Yeah, you're red-pilled. Yeah, you're, you're awake enough to... Yeah, but I think whether, uh, what I was trying... Uh, and that's exactly right, but I think there's a lot of different red pills and blue pills out there, if you know what I mean. And, and I'm not, I don't know if they all are tied in together with one giant red pill <laughs> or blue pill, but... Um, or they're just layers... There is layers, yeah, but like I'm not, you know, like I look at uh, government, especially like like Republicans and Democrats. Once they, once they, I think they both are on the same team, but they make us believe they're divided. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the the control, though, is to yeah. dis- to distract you and to you know make you believe that you're separate. And, and, and what's, uh, it's just, saw, it's funny how we're talking about this today. Cause I just, uh, read an article where they were talking about George Orwell's book, um, 1984. Mm-hmm. And, they, and that's a, definitely a book to take a look at when it comes to waking up to reality on, on certain things. Uh, but he even predicted, and this wasn't written in 1984. This was written a long, long time ago, uh, in the earlier 1900s, but like he predicted we will be just too busy and I'm paraphrasing this, but it's pretty keen. Uh, too busy looking at our screens to notice what's going on. Right. And that's exactly and that what's was, going on. Yeah. And I think that was even before TV, so let alone our phones. 
that he wrote that. Isn't it funny that, that that's a book that is um, common curriculum in high school, though? Like Not I was, anymore. I think they're taking that out. We had to read that. I know we had to, yeah. I find that interesting. It's kind of like what we've talked about, about movies being really um, reality-based, you know, but we, don't, we think that they're just fantasy and how it overrides our free will. Oh, and that goes along with what Nikki's been saying about how, you know, movies nowadays, and maybe for a long time, we're not sure, I'm not sure at least, uh, how they just drop a little bit of dose of reality in, in, in the guise of a fictional movie. And hence uh, The Matrix, when it came out, it's like we, we, we come up with the red pill, blue pill, because that's a perfect analogy of like, do you want to believe in this or do you want to just live your life in ignorance? Which, you know, I'm still saying there's something to be said about living your life in ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, controlled bliss. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and, and as you awaken, I think that things get, a little scary or more difficult or you start you know a lot of those beliefs that you have start coming to the surface and you really have to look at them and it kind of throws you on your head sometimes and i think that's why michael you say it feels like there's multiple like blue pills for um you know different scenarios and all that and i think it's because if it was just one big blue pill i think people would just die from truth shock yeah um, you know it's just it's too much uh, i don't think our psyches could handle the um exposure to the truth that i mean if you just look at what's happening right now and even what's coming out now from what i've understood and what i've researched it's still like what's coming out in hollywood is still the tip of the iceberg it is oh nowhere near as dark as what um i've read it to be and so, uh, you know, but it has to come out that way. It can't all come out like in just one fell swoop because people would literally um, not, I don't, I think there would be so much. I think they would, they would be too much that they wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you mean it's darker than you even first thought. Oh, it's much darker than what's being portrayed right now in um, the news. But I think I, it's I just I just read an uh, like a mainstream article finally the other day about how um, the boys uh, are getting re you know the boys the little boys in Hollywood are just being attacked big time in pedophilia where we were just kind of like I was worried when the the harassment suits were coming out it was only like and I and I know you talked about this too Nikki about how it was only going to be about girls that were you know getting hit on too hard or something like that by producers or whatnot but now it's like even that part of that dirty part of Hollywood is being exposed and I'm sure there's more that you and I don't know about that maybe mm -hmm. you do mm -hmm. yeah so and it's, then Kevin it's, Spacey I was a, I was a fan <laughs> of that fucker <laughs> Damn it. I like that show. And they just took it off the air. We won't even have a finish now because of his Good dirty show. acts. Yeah, Netflix canceled it completely. So we're not even going to get it like an ending for it. Or Which show that. is it? Oh, the uh, House of Cards show. You know what? I used to um, really like that show when it came out. And of course, like when the second season started and the whole subway scene happened in the first episode, I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Um, you know, I was totally into it. But then by the end of the second season, I was just starting to tune out of it. And I just... 
you know, now I, it's very hard for me to watch all of these TV shows, especially the government ones. Um, I I just, I, it's, it's almost like it's nails on a chalkboard for me energetically. I don't know how else to describe it. So you're, 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 you're bad vibing from watching it. I, it? I really am. I just, I can't watch it anymore. It's too, I can't listen to what they're saying. I just can see how they're trying to program us all through the scripts of the TV programming. Hello programming. That's why they call it TV programming and how they want us to believe certain agendas. They just feed the propaganda through, um, through Hollywood, through TV shows and, I, once you become aware of it, it's so blatantly obvious and you just can't stop but notice it at every single turn. And, and then on top of that, the energetic level behind it is so negative. It's so ego-based and um, it's, I, it's literally like nails on a chalkboard for me energetically. I haven't been able to watch those shows in, like, in years. Like I, I've tried and it just, like you said, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I can't, I can't do it. It's so ego based. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just not even entertaining. Yeah. Mostly the government ones when it's anything to do with politics. Yeah. When it, whenever anything has to do with politics, I just, am like, I can't watch this. Well, just, you know, being more on the conservative side of my mind, I always think when I'm, whenever a show's about politics, they're secretly trying to persuade you one direction or the next. But like I said, now that I'm, been aged a bit i'm like i don't even believe on the division of pol- politics i just feel like they're just it's almost like a theater that's going on in front of our eyes and uh and it's like you say to control to control us but to control us from what like what 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 do you what do you feel like they're trying to control us from learning about or oh is it just, just a matter of just power? Is just keeping the power? The, they no, want no. us to forget everything. They don't want us to know anything. Like from everything to dumbing us down through our pineal gland by fluoridating the water, um, you know, where we can't make this connection to um, our higher self. Uh, we can't get all of the access to um, the higher realms that is is what we're divine. It's our innate ability. Like that's what we're supposed to be. We're not supposed so to. We just got a lot of evil entities type people out there trying to keep us from, from five D and up. Yeah. Because it's, we're easier to be controlled in third, three D when we're in third dimension frequency, we're much easier to be controlled. If, and it's like you said that, that kind of like um, ignorance is bliss they yeah. really want us to believe they want us to buy that narrative and and keep us from knowing our own power and our own ability to tap into our higher self and be guided you know by our and and, and they're so by them doing that is is what their goal is what to believe like, that you need that you need something outside of your body that you need that no 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 i I don't think you understand my question maybe i'm not phrasing it right why why would they put all this effort into keeping us in the 3d for their what's their benefit in this whole thing harvesting our energy ah they they feed off of fear and so when we're constantly in that third dimensional um vibration or frequency dimension um, and, and in and get caught up in all of this fear 
this, these fear-based agendas um, were in the energy state that they feed off of. And harvesting our energy, does that mean that they're in a 5D, but more like an, <laughs> forgive me for, I mean, no. like an evil 5D? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fourth dimension and below. But So this is going to really start to go out there. Um, but negative, lower energy beings, um, we can create our own energy, right? We create our own energy within we have that ability. They do not. So they need to harvest ours in order for them to exist. So you're saying pretty much they're not humans or us or whatever. I mean, when you, I mean it sounds like they're a completely different energetic race. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Like I said, going a little out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just riding on the fringe. <laughs> you know we like to ride the fringe. <laughs> so you're trying to tell the audience, watch People of Earth, the TV show. <laughs> okay, that is like the best show ever. Come on. You like it. <laughs> I do like it, I have to admit. Brian likes it too. We've watched we've watched like six episodes so far. It's comical. Yeah, so for any of our audience, if you haven't checked it out, it's on um is it TBS? I'm not sure. PBS, PBS, no. No, anyway, not, not PBS. Not, not PBS. No, not PBS. <laughs> um, anyways, pe- People of Earth, it's a really f- funny comedy about um, people, humans who are call themselves experiencers and have experienced being abducted by aliens. So, yeah, and, but they're in like a, a 12-step program. Yeah, for- they're in, exactly. It's like an AA program for experiencers and that's the basis. And the characters are hilarious. Um, They really do a good job at poking fun at people like Lisa and I, which I can totally laugh at it. I I know it sounds kooky and weird, but um, yeah, so it's just hilarious. And it's a, and, and the show. And part of that is pretty much human like people trying to keep other things down or other people down. Yeah, if you're if you're kind of new to this and you want a really soft entry way into this kind of information, People of Earth is a really good way to get that kind of soft disclosure. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's funny. They talk about a lot of stuff that Lisa and I believe, and probably more so what I believe, because um, I know Lisa's still. I'm just not sure about certain things. Yeah. On the ET stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it's a funny show. If for nothing else, you don't have to believe in anything. It's funny. So it's good entertainment. Um, yeah. It's a good introduction into reptilians. (laughs) Yes. You know what? I didn't know the reptilians were so hot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's helped, it's helped me ease into that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. About it. I got to buy into this someday. <laughs> but um, so but anyway, so that's why I believe that um, the agenda is to keep us dumbed down and not knowing what's around us, who we are, what our abilities are, what's really going on. The fact that Earth is actually considered um, a slave farm that uh, we think we're a free society and we don't even realize how much we're being controlled um, until you start to, like people say, get woke, 
take that red pill, start asking more questions, and it just takes you down that rabbit hole, and it's a pretty deep rabbit hole that none of us, I don't think, will ever find the end to. Uh, so, you know, let's, and, let's, it all starts, you know, the programming for, starts when you're born. It starts with the educational system and, you know, just even the medical um, community and doctors and just making you believe how fragile you are and how fearful you have to be, how fearful this life is. Like there's just so many, you know, ways you can become sick and, um, you know, you, you have to listen and you have to do this and you have to do that and just not letting you own your own power, have your own power. Yeah. You know, the medical community was kind of my major red pill moment, but I, when I think about it, church religion was more of a red pill moment for well it was more of my intro to red pill because i just realized that you know i and i talked about this in the second episode but that i just didn't believe everything i was being told and um so you know i'm happy that i questioned a lot when i was younger but it was really not until my late teens and early 20s that I really started to question a lot. And the first thing was the medical community. And then the second was the food industry. And that's where I really started to get um, totally red pilled. Uh, yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, now that you made me think about it, um, I, give me like a, 20 seconds to think about it. I'll, I'll start, but exactly the same two things. And for me, it really started when I had children, which I had, you know, young, I had my first son at 23. And I, that, you know, I had already exposed myself to um, the Course of Miracles. So, you know, I knew about these concepts of the dream and stuff, but I, I didn't, the matrix makes it a little bit easier to understand. And I didn't understand exactly how it all worked, but I started to realize how we can take control, like, how the food industry is, you know, feeding us poison, basically, you know, because I, you know, I had natural childbirth, I was really super careful of everything that I put into my body when I was pregnant. And, and it just made me start looking at and evaluating everything, you know, our educational system, um, the food that we put in our bodies and the doctors, like, you know, going to the doctors, and they just expect you to just listen to them. You know, they expect you just, I'm the doctor, and you're just going to do what I say, you're going to take this pill and you're going to eat this and you're going to let me do this to you and that. And I just was like, wait a minute. Like, I don't necessarily agree with all this. Like I've read stuff that says that this isn't necessarily good. And so that's really where it started for me in those same categories, medical and um, the food in industry, as well as the educational system. Yeah. And I think it all ties into spiritual awakening because when we're spiritually awakening, the biggest questions are, well, not the biggest questions, but the, one of the biggest things that happens is we start asking questions. We start questioning authority. We start questioning everything because we start to realize that everything isn't exactly as we're being told. So Michael, what was yours? Uh, okay. So I think I got, okay. Taking the aspect away from spirituality and just going on, my goodness, I felt like I just got conned for a long, long time uh, college. And then therefore education that came before college in a way like, so yes, education system. I just felt like it, this was just a God dang 
easy way for them to just snag money from us and make us so scared that if we don't graduate from college, we're going to clean toilets at a gas station. And you know, that I hated college. I hated yeah. it so much. So much because I, just had like, a, I had a visual. I was like, I don't think. <laughs> well, no, I mean, not, like seriously, like they make you feel like uh, starting probably fourth or fifth grade, I think. If you fail or if you don't get an A or at the very least a B, you will be a loser all your life. And right. that year after year after year for, you know, 15 plus more years, it's it, that that was brainwashing 101 if I ever, you know, thought about it. Yeah. And, and also like teaching you to how to seek validation outside of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good point too. But I didn't think anything spiritually connected to that. It was just, I just felt like. I got conned big time. Uh, and I mean, you know, if I ever do have children, I'm like, I'm, I don't know what to do when it comes to education. Cause yeah, I want to do a homeschool education. I, it's, I don't know, I'll figure that out too. But later on, if I ever have to cross that bridge, but when it comes to like maybe more of like, like, um, a spiritual woke, like matter of life, it really started when I got my divorce and it wasn't a good start. Obviously it was like, uh, as, as maybe the past episodes of you guys learned, it was just, I, I started at rock bottom. Like I didn't believe in anything. I stopped believing in everything. And I, because the institution of marriage was like, in my mind, uh, a sacred thing that was quickly washed away. And therefore, if that was washed away, what else when it comes to spirituality and all that kind of stuff was washed away, everything was washed away. So I had to start from rock bottom and I'm happy with my progress now, but honestly, those first four, four years or so after were super difficult. And, uh, but like that kind of, woke, that kind of woke me up just from the idea of like, we are just brainwashed even younger that, uh, again, white picket fence marriage, you know, live happily ever after. That's bullshit in most, in, in most ways. And, like, and even with, you know, relation, you know, what they teach you. Well, you know, okay, before you say something, Lisa, so going back to what you guys are saying, I looked for validation in my relationship, in my, like, marriage, in my, what I look like to society, if I'm blending in, if I'm, if I'm, uh, you know, white picket fencing it, and that was, that's kind of like what I believe you guys are kind of telling myself along with the audience, like, not a good plan. Well, it's like the Cinderella story. I mean, look at the things that children are taught from such a small age of exactly. just like the way that it's supposed to be. And, you know, you're a woman and this is what's going to happen to you. You know, you're going to find your knight in shining armor kind of thing. And you're going to. And you don't even have to say the word. You don't even have to say a word, according to Little Mermaid, <laughs> to, to make it happen. <laughs> and it's just, you know, relationships are based more on or we're taught to believe what the other person can do for you like how they can complete you instead of being a whole person yourself first and then having a relationship so it's just yeah it's crazy like once you start to question things and you start to realize how how empty you are inside from constantly being told to seek outside yourself for everything it's like you then, once you even start to um, fill yourself up even a little bit and start doing things that make you happy and start doing things that 
bring you the joy, um, <clears throat> that align with, you know, your true authentic self, not what society's telling you that they should be. Then you just look around and all of a sudden you see all the holes, you mm -hmm. see all the holes and everything that they've told you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it just, the holes get bigger. And yeah, bigger. I agree 100%. That's for sure. And it's a, and it's a, you know, like I said, it kind of turns you upside down on your head. You know, it doesn't feel good at first and you no. feel like you failed or you feel like, you, you know, and, and it's like, that. it's like the matrix too. When he woke up literally, uh, and he was like in that goo and he had to pull that thing out of his throat and stuff like that. I'm sure that didn't feel good. <laughs> and it wasn't, like he, it wasn't like he woke up on a tropical beach either. That looked like a dismal place. <laughs> But Lisa, you said something, you said something interesting. It says it's like they turn you upside down on your head. But what happens when you're turned upside down? Your heart is higher than your head. And that's when everything starts to wake up because you're now starting to listen to a more loving center within your being. And it, you're not allowing the ego to control things. Look at you, Professor Nikki. I like that. <laughs> She's so smart. That's a little something I learned in yoga during my whole awakening. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though and I think that I know that we've talked about this before but you know people have this idea that when you become enlightened or maybe you dig into the spiritual stuff and you start letting some of this other stuff go that life is just going to get all beautiful and breezy and joyful and happy and to tell you the truth it kind of gets shitty first <laughs> yeah it no it does it does yeah. <laughs> it really does and I can you know and in a good sort of way as long as you can keep your faith and know the direction that you're headed but you know not i think that that's part of it that it's going to get a little scary it's going to get fearful and um you know there are there are entities out there that don't want you to wake up so they're going to try harder to fuck with your head so you're going to have you know more demons and more stuff going on that you just have to kind of fight through and i feel like i'm going through that myself right now it's like i feel like i'm being bombarded with just stuff like my head is full of stuff and and i know i feel like thankfully i kind of know what's going on so i'm not letting it get to me but it's not i wouldn't say it's easy you know it's not easy and it's like i think that those negative entities want you to give up sort of and say oh this isn't the right path because things just got shitty i'm gonna go back to i'm gonna fall asleep again you know, and, and just believe that I have to, this is the way things are. You know, I become sick, I take a pill, I go to the doctor, I got to listen to yeah, my government. That's you know? exactly right. That could have happened to me easily as well. And, yeah, and you have to fight through that. And I think that that's like, okay, we got spirituality, you know, 101, and then there's spirituality, you know, 102. Whereas, okay, now you're a little bit enlightened, but okay, things aren't exactly feeling great. Don't Don't turn back, you know, don't give up. You got to keep, keep fighting for what you oh, know. Well, is look, let's face it. There's a saying, and I don't want to screw it up, but they say once, okay, you can't change something you're not aware of, but once you're aware, you can't help but change. Once you have that red pill moment, once you're aware, you can't go back. Like there is no going back. You just can't. Your consciousness has been switched on and like as much as you would try, I don't believe that you really could unless someone really got a hold of you and was like dousing you with like serious medications and, and, and you know, chemicals well, and all that kind of stuff. An easy example of that is what we already talked about. I, I, like 
with Kevin Spacey. It's like, I can't like, like even look at that show or watch that show. Or I think Netflix is even going to pull the show completely off of Netflix. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like once people realize once they got woke to that, uh, it's too late. You can't go back. (laughs) Yeah. He really, I don't, I don't know if his PR agent told him to put that statement out <laughs> no no no. it's not no it's not just a statement nikki he's it's come out many more pedophilia allegations have come out on him so no, he, i know no i know that but i'm saying that original one that came out oh yeah that was not the best move <laughs> just like it doesn't take much common sense to like yeah, I, d- I don't remember that but you know i'm gonna distract you with uh i'm gonna I'm announce gay. I'm, gay. <laughs> I'm gay is that what he said yeah pretty much that's, I mean, that's kind of what he was, it looked like, and the gay community was pissed off at him, like, this is when you come out, when you're being accused of pedophilia? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, this is what's happening, though. We're in a huge, we're in a huge truth expose um, time, where I, you know, it's, it's, I've never seen anything like this before. It's been over a month of just one bomb after another after another like i don't even know how to keep up and i i've been keeping myself abreast of certain issues for a while now and so some of this stuff isn't as shocking to me as someone who may not know about any of this however even even though i knew about the stuff and was have been waiting for this to finally break I'm still having a hard time um, because you know all of the people that are coming out that are now like being accused it's like oh my gosh this really is going to it's and 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 it's just it's it's like spreading like wildfire and you to take it all in and try to comprehend it it's very difficult so um, it, it, it's when you wake up and you start to realize everything is not so there has to be a lot of, um, there has to be a place within you that has compassion just for yourself to know that maybe if you need to just take a break, step away from certain things, digest it, or know when to just turn into something that, um, isn't going to eat you up inside energetically uh because if you all you were to do is pay attention to all the stuff that's going on you really you i think you would get eaten up energetically well you we've talked about that before and how important it is to stay away from that stuff yeah it is to surround yourself with higher vibrational things you know nature and good music and positive energy and reading good things those are the things that are going to help you yeah, yes. but if you're starting to wake up to this stuff and you've never known and you're like, you're watching the news and that's your regular thing and you're starting to see some of these things trickle into the mainstream and you're starting to like, whoa, this is really happening, it it can really take you down um, a dark hole. And um, if you're not careful about how much you're taking in and aware of it, it really can do some damage. So um take it in little pieces yeah yeah it's got to be taken in in little bits and that's why i think it's a good thing that it's kind of coming out and trickles right now and not like a full-blown like just ta-da here it all is now deal with it um you think 
Hillary will finally be exposed here pretty soon for everybody to be like, oh, I can't go back. <laughs> oh, man. So many people. She does a good job of like covering her tracks. I tell you that. <laughs> anyway, don't want this to be political, but it's kind of entertaining to, to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So many political um, people that. Well, yeah, it's, that's, yeah, I agree. Let's talk about this going down the rabbit hole and how it can be hard on you when you start to learn about these things. Because, Michael, that's how you felt when I had that talk with you earlier this year. About... Remember, we're sitting at the bar having some tequila, and you're like, all right, tell me what you know. And I tell you some stuff, and you're like, what the hell is going on? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, 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 and I'm... Finding myself, sadly, I'm not, I mean, I'm supposed to be the skeptic on the show, but, you know, I'm starting to see some truth in a lot of the things you've told me, so. We can, we can make this a four-person team. Brian is yeah, we might have to bring Brian in. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about, let's think about that for a second. We've only been doing this show for, like, what, four months now? Yeah. And just from, and it's not because you're listening to what Lisa and I say, like you go and you do your own research, you talk to other people, which everyone should do. And you, you find states. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's the worst thing anybody could do is just listen to one person only. Yeah. And no, you, you have to you trust everything that comes out of their mouth. That's yeah, awesome. no, definitely. Definitely not. You don't ever want to do that with anyone, regardless if they're speaking the same, the truth, the all knowing truth, who knows? You know, it's, it's important to always build your discernment and have um, a certain method of how you go about and um, discern it. But yeah, like, it's kind of amazing to me to see how, when, you know, that you chose to be open-minded, to listen to what I had to say, you definitely didn't agree with much of it in the beginning. Some things resonated with you. Uh, but then as you go down that rabbit hole. Don't worry, folks. There's still a bunch of stuff I don't agree with. Right yeah, no, I know there is. And that's great. I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, and you know what? There's some things that I believe one day and then, uh, you know, another day I'll be like, you know what? I just don't believe that anymore because I found this out and, I, I, and, and, and that's how it works. It's well, we're we constantly learning. Discernment, you know? And, yeah. And each individuals each your own truth yeah finding your own truth and it's okay to believe in something one day and be all gung-ho about it and then be like yeah i'm not so sure anymore because that's how you learn yes you know just because you believed in it one day doesn't mean you have to continue to mm -hmm. like where are, you guys, where are you guys at with the multiple lies from the last episode <laughs> or the multiple you know whatever Twin flames? No. No, not the twin flames. The multidimensional uh, self. Yeah, multidimensional self. Yeah, like that's a whole nother like um, new opening. You know, when we think about that, there are other aspects of our soul incarnated in other bodies potentially um, doing more work for our soul while we do work on another aspect of our soul. It's it's a little bit of a mind fuck sometimes. <laughs> And uh, it can be really hard to grasp. But that's the thing is that you allow yourself the time and space to absorb, to digest. And if it sticks, you'll want to look at it further. And if it doesn't, you'll end up throwing it away and never look at it again. Um, and, and that's how it all comes about. 
But you know, Michael, when you think about when you were sitting at that bar and how much we had talked about, like your head was spinning. And then, you know, the next night I introduced you to Lisa and we all go out and you just, you were like, you guys are just dropping too much on me. You, you got upset. And <laughs> We had to be very nice word though. Yeah. Like, come on. That was just mean of you two. <laughs> no, well, no, we no. We weren't Oh, kidding. if you dropped that much on the audience, we wouldn't have an audience. <laughs> this is very if true. If we didn't do that to you, we might not have a show. That's true. <laughs> That's a, see, there's another point. See, there's there's two sides and many more sides, I'm sure, to yeah, this. And if you didn't get a divorce, you might not have started to wake up. So see, everything's good. It's all good. Yeah, well, I mean, I, again, I, I, I don't like the, the idea that, I, I mean, I guess people have to go through their own pain, but, and if this is part of my thing I had to go through in life, it sure sucks, but, you know, that was not, I still look at that as like a, not a good moment at all in my life. Ugh. But life, I mean, life, is, it's like all it's, the way that we choose to judge it. As well. it. I guess when things don't feel good, we just judge them as being bad, right? You know, we choose pain. We say that pain is bad and, you know, feeling. Um, no, it's the, it's the loss. Good. It's the loss of, of people that you love. That's, that, that just hurts no matter what. Yes. And, and if I had to go through the loss of people that I love, either through divorce or a car accident or something like that, you know, I guess that's part of life and, and maybe it got me to the point where I'm at today, but what a shit way to do it. <laughs> well, I have to, you know, it seems to me that we learn the most in this life. And, you know, Nicole, you were just saying how we were, um, that earth is what designed as a, what, did, what were the words? That you Slave used? farm. <laughs> but we, we learn the most through our emotions, right? Yeah. You know? So, you know, because we have emotions on, in the body, on the earthly plane, and that's why we come here. In fact, Lisa, that is actually um, one of the defining um, things about being human. Humans as a race are known to feel so much. Um, That's one of our traits as a human race. And that's how we learn. And that's, that's why so many souls want to incarnate and want to come here and are, you know, begging at the chance to be able to be here in this time right now. And it doesn't feel like you always like you want to be, oh my God, I'm so grateful to be able to live in this time and go through the things. It's, it's almost like you want to like send a message back up there. Oh, all you guys who are at the front of the line, you may want to like let some people in front of you. <laughs> Yeah. Or, you know, I had my days where I'm like, does anybody want to trade? Like I could do some body swap, you know, soul swapping right now, if you want, (laughs) this isn't always fun. You know, it just doesn't always feel good. And, and, um, it's hard, you know, living on this plane is, is hard, but it's the ups are, I guess, you know, higher than the downs. It's like golf. You know, my son told me recently, he's like, I could write a book, how golf is so much like life where it truly is like, you know, you either fucking hate golf and you, you're throwing your clubs and you never want to play again, or you're having the greatest day of your life because you shot a great shot and maybe you got a hole in one or, you know, you, you made a birdie or whatever. It's just like that. Like we either, we're either loving it or we're hating it. At least that's how I feel. I don't know about you guys. I hate golf. (laughs) (laughs) 
Maybe if you I was waiting for you to say that. I hate I I live in a golf course. I have free golf and I never have used it and I hate it. <laughs> but why do you hate it? Because I keep losing the damn balls and they're not cheap. And right. I suck at it. You got and <clears throat> yeah. Imagine if you got out there and you didn't lose a ball, like a whole 18 round and you didn't lose one ball and you I still would hate it. It's a boring. You know it's a boring what, game. Lisa, we need to find an analogy that somehow brings in tequila into play oh. for it to be a good <laughs> game for Michael. It's like beer pong with tequila. Mm, I, God, yeah, I'm not that bad, guys. <laughs> really? It's not like I wake up in the morning going, where's my tequila? Uh, <laughs> just depends. I mean, there are some mornings like that. I, I remember our weekend up in Breckenridge. That's yeah. different. I was on vacation. Talk about that? I was on vacation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that was an experience all in itself. That we could do a that whole podcast crazy. just on that weekend. It was a um, crazy weekend. I think I was the highlight of it as well. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I think we need to save that one. Save that one right after the body snatching one. Oh, oh I think there was a body snatcher that weekend. <laughs> and you think my tequila is a bad thing. <laughs> Yeah, you got a point there. It's calling him crazy. Everybody's making fun of him. And that, that poor guy has got, got his shit figured out, in my opinion. I still yeah. haven't seen that video he did you guys were talking about. Somebody needs to send it to me. But like, yeah. I think this is, but this is how I think they're going to do it, Lisa. It's just they're going to ridicule you and make you look like a, just a weirdo. Okay, this is good. This is good. Let's talk about this because this is what happens when you start to spiritually awake. Everyone starts to call you crazy. This is a very sad thing I think that happens within our society is that as soon as someone is talking about something that we don't understand, our first inclination is to call them crazy because the alternative is that we don't know what's going on and that is unacceptable and that can't be exactly and that's probably an ego thing i would imagine yeah very much so i mean i suffer i've suffered being called crazy since i was a teenager ever since you know like i started kind of talking about "Mm, i don't want to take drugs i don't want to take the doctor's prescription i don't want to get antibiotics i don't want to get the i don't want to get a flu shot i don't want to get my vaccines you know and um everyone my family would just think i've you know, gone off the deep end because they couldn't understand how a doctor would ever want to um, um, hurt me. And I'm like, it's not about a doctor hurting me. It's, it's for, for all they know, they think they are doing something good, you know, but it's the government. And then of course, the next thing was like, well, my parents can understand why the government would want to hurt them. And I'm like, okay. So, and, and so then, you know, everything that I would ever talk about, I was just eye rolled at and made to feel like an idiot. And so I learned very quickly that I couldn't talk about my truth. I couldn't talk about certain things. And this is actually one of the tactics that is used to keep people from understanding what's going on is to, um, to, it's, it's like the bullying. It's, it's, and it's, it's like that high school, um, uh, mentality of you're you're in that weird click you know you just uh, you're the weirdo so we don't associate with weirdos and um it's it's all about like uh just making everyone to feel less than and this is what happens when you start to wake up 
and it's really um, isolating. Now, when you go outside the norm, like you were saying about, you know, the not wanting to take the certain medications and things like that, I went through that same thing when I, I just knew in my heart there was something wrong with vaccinations, and I didn't want to bring my younger son, I think he was only like six months old, and he was supposed to go in for shots, and I just called, and I canceled, and the doctor said, do you want to reschedule, and I said, no, I just, I don't want him to have it, it was like for polio and something, and she just belittled me, and told me that I was being irresponsible, and I wasn't a good mother, and you know, and it's just, same with like, I felt the same way about feeding my kids or my family anything that had preservatives in it, like on the shelves. And I remember talking to people at work about it and, and people would say, well, they wouldn't put it on the shelves if it wasn't good. <laughs> now people are, I, I have to say people are waking up to that nowadays. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like it's a business. Like what they use high fructose corn syrup because it's cheaper than using real sugar because they make more money. They don't care whether it's good for you or not. And they're probably not eating it themselves. The scientists that, you know, have have come up with this stuff and sold it to the the food companies, they're they know they're not using it. So it's just crazy how people have, you know, so much faith and trust in religion. Authorities. I mean, it's definitely breaking down now, but in the government and in, in education and you know, and just not questioning authority. And just believing that no, well, there people aren't going to get allow us to have things that aren't good for us. Like people are still getting flu shots. I mean, that blows my mind. It's, I was well, in the the other yeah. day, and this father. There's a lot of people, Lisa, that still make you feel like you you oh. are the worst parent ever if you don't get your flu shot for your kids. I mean, it's still huge out there. So that blows my mind. I mean, I know a lot of people still get them, but when I'm around people that are actually getting them, I, it's so hard for me not to say something. Never mind that I read an art. I don't know if you saw this, Michael, but I read an article a couple weeks ago about how now in the flu, I think it's the flu shot um, or something like that, that there's aborted DNA. So when Ugh. women who've had abortions, the DNA is getting extracted out of it and putting, I, it's obscene. And like, I, I mean, I thought it was just metals and chemicals and all that other crap stuff. And, and now it, it's, it's, it's going I, on. I'll take you one further since I'm in the skincare industry. I have a competitor skincare product uh, that literally uses um, cells from little boy's foreskin after their circumcision and i'm like oh that is just so wrong and creepy and and but like how do you people just thought, like yeah I'm like, hey. what's the benefit is it like, I, I, like they think it's like some sort of uh let's give you my skin oh my gosh yeah. it's horrible and I'm like you're gonna put that on your skin like little boys you know junk on your skin are you kidding <laughs> anyway wow. Sorry, that just made me think of, of that. And now I'm sorry to hurt, haunt your guys' minds. I'm speechless. You have to question everything. You have I'll to- tell you the brand after the show, just so you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, so- like, they were like talking it up. I'm like, no, you're not going to talk this up. You know? 
I, I don't care. God, I don't even know how to fit that into the title of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling. Baby for it. You know, and not to mention, okay, cell phones. Have we even ever brought that up? The fact that everyone's got their face in one all, all the time and the programming that's going on there. George you know? Orwell did. <laughs> With social media and just the games yeah. and just like keeping everybody to themselves and keeping people from connecting and advertising. And I mean, one of the best things you can do is to disconnect, you know, less screen time, the better. I've, I've gotten off of Facebook. I really haven't even been using Instagram or looking at it lately. And I just, I think I feel better. I mean, cause when I, when I kept like scrolling through Facebook, there was just so much bullshit in there that like negative stuff or just stupid stuff. And I thought, why did I just occupy my mind with this for the last 20 minutes? Like I could have been reading a good book or, you know, listening to some nice music or being inspired some way or walking in nature. And I'm, what the hell is my face in this thing for? You know, it's okay to just sit in like in a waiting room and not do anything. Maybe just sit with yourself. Like you don't always have to be occupying your mind all the time with this crap. It's my two cents. <laughs> well, I agree with, I agree to a certain extent. I'm, but I mean, I can't sit there and cast any kind of judgment because I catch myself facing the phone all the time. I think but I know, like, I know, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. It's but. one of those things where it's become an obsession and not something in moderation. You know, yeah. like we just don't know what to do with ourselves. And as soon as we don't know what to do with ourselves, we just drop into the um, drop into our phones or our computers or, you know, and I was watching this, um, this show last night, Brian and I have been watching. It's uh, I think it's called chef's table. It's a Netflix show and it's about to, uh, the top 50 chefs in the world and, and their story basically. And, one of them, the chefs last night, he lived, you know, he grew up in this remote area and he was saying how as a kid, he didn't have anything to do. You know, they didn't have TV and video games and stuff like that. And so he had to find ways to keep himself occupied and he started playing with food and just like, you know, experimenting with food and doing things like that. And I thought, wow, you know, if kids did more of that, think of how much more they would use their, we would use our imaginations if we actually got bored. You know, if you get bored, maybe you'll start to think of things, but we're constantly um, keeping our mind occupied. And I think that that's part of that um, blue pill thing where it's keeping us down and keeping us, keeping us occupied and keeping us from getting to spend time with ourselves. Yeah, and just not, even having enough time to even see what's going on around us, uh, not just from like what meets the eye, but the deeper levels. Or just paying attention to the people that are you're in the room with, like mm -hmm. work and you're, everyone goes in for a meeting and there's that 10 minutes before the meeting starts where everyone's sitting around the table and they're not talking to each other. Everyone has their face in their phone. They're either checking their email or texting or maybe on social media or thinking about their to-do list and instead of turning to their, you know, coworker and, you know, asking like, oh, you know, I heard your mom was sick. How's your mom doing? You know, or 
you know, and really like connecting with people anymore. I think that we're missing out on that. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) What are you, Michael, are you on your phone right now? No. I, no, I mean. uh, You were, weren't you? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? Well, you brought up Instagram, so I quickly looked just to see something. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't have a husband or a wife, for that matter. I have my I have a husband, but I'm not, like, fondling him right now. He's not (laughs) Yeah, because you're talking to us. I mean, I'm sorry. I I did. (laughs) I'm being present with what I'm doing, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, thank you for being such a great example. (laughs) Great yeah, you know? live example for us. As a parent, I don't want to tell you guys, I got a problem, and it's not tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's just um, let Michael get back to his phone and do what he needs to do because <clears throat> clearly, all of us are not that important or necessary in Michael's life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's too busy blue pilling on Instagram. So, um, but. In all, in all um, seriousness, I think that it's important to keep an open mind, to be aware of what's going on around you, to question things and see if you're starting to see the holes in the narrative that you've been sold the, your entire life and, and uh, maybe poke some more holes into that narrative, you know, have some fun with it, see what holds up, see what doesn't. Sounds like a good plan to me. That's how we start to wake up. Yeah, we just gotta we just gotta spread the red pill. Spread the red pill, love. Uh, okay, so um, next week we will be having Jamie Price joining us for uh, an episode on light language, and uh, really excited about that. That's going to be a really fun show. And um, Jamie Price is a wonderful woman and author of Opening to Light Language. So we look forward to having her on with us next week. Uh, So that's about it, everyone. If you need to get in contact with us, please email us at info at enlightenup.us. We are looking for show ideas or topics or suggestions that are on your mind. We'd love to know what's on your mind so that we can bring it forth and talk about it. And uh, for more information, you can go to our website, enlightenup.us. And of course, we're on all social media, but make sure you're not spending all your time there. (laughs) (laughs) And that's about it, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to being back with you next time. I love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.